0: We are back, boys. Whoa. Welcome back Hello, to Sunday night session. Now, Robbie has turned to Matt tonight, so we have a special guest with us, the Aussie Flipper. Uh, obviously, all you guys, I'm sure, are aware of who Matt is, but uh, for those that aren't, I don't know how. Uh, but give give her, give us a good bit of a rundown on uh, who the Aussie Flipper is, Matt, before we get started.
1: Boys, thank you for very much for getting me on the show. I've been watching for the last few weeks. And, uh, yeah, look, I am relatively new to the game, but I'm absolutely loving it. Um, full-time for the last seven months. Wouldn't class myself as full-time financially. Um, I'm sort of working towards that, and that's part of this YouTube channel is to document that journey from sort of being very much beginner level up to being out of home. I'm living with parents at the moment um, to be out of home and, and have this as my full-time job. So, um, yeah, seven months in, going well so far, loving the process, watching you boys a lot as well, learning a lot from you, and uh, trying to pass on anything that I learned along the way as well.
0: And you're uh, three vids a week, mate, that's that's commitment, I can tell you that uh, i struggled <laughs> getting two out, so I don't know how you do uh, do three, so... Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, look, I've really probably, you know, going into it, I really want to document the journey, I think that was super important, and I think I've really spent a bit of time trying to learn about the YouTube algorithm and how to grow an audience. If I'm going to put so much time into making videos, I really want to be actually speaking to people. So there's been a process to try and learn how to best utilize YouTube to get the most out of the viewership that you can try and get. Um, so I've spent a sack of time just working out the best process to get the you know biggest following you can um, and to try and help as many people as I can out there. But um, I think three videos a week is a bit of a sweet spot you know, for me. I've, I've really always kind of stuck to that, and I think what I've been most proud about is I've never, I've never missed. Um, you know, Even being in Sydney over the weekend, as I was touching mm. on with you boys, I've just shot the, the what Sold video for tonight. It's probably going to come out at midnight, but it's going to be there. And I think that's probably the biggest thing with YouTube. I think yeah. that's what's uh,
0: with everything, right? <laughs> with eBay, with YouTube, just trying to be consistent with it. So I think yeah. you've hit the nail on the head there. And there's probably a few topics that uh, will follow that uh, trend tonight, I reckon. Um, we'll say a few hellos while we go. I uh, saw a couple of normal names in the chat. Uh, disgruntled Octopus is always one we like to say good
2: to. <laughs> uh, Speaking of normal names.
0: Yeah, Aussie tip rap rap raiders, thrifty pixie, Joseki watches. Uh, Wayne Chris is in the house as well. What's up, Recommerce Dave Fristing Oz style? That's Robbie's favorite. Uh, not with us tonight, but hopefully, uh, in future again. Oz Riley, dif- Disney Thrifter of Oz, Jazz is keeping us safe, which is awesome. Uh, we've got Alicia and we've got We Flipping Good Stuff, and Mum's in the house. So, hey. we know we're all with Mum's in the house, we know. We Mum is our
2: number one supporter. Mum is here week in, week out. Mum's the best. We love you, Mum.
0: <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, so, boys, let's do, a, let's do a quick run around. So we sort of have a little bit of a loose format here, Matt. I, I don't know <laughs> how many episodes you see, but we usually do a little bit of a wraparound and let, let everyone know what how the week's been for us. Later yep. on, we'll talk about best sales and then we'll talk about dog shit at some point in time as well. Uh, so flip up. What's the week been like for uh, the baby-faced flipper this week? We've, we've uh, lost some of the chin hair.
2: Yeah, that was a little bit of dog shit, that one. I thought i will pretty myself up. I've done a video this week. I, I'm not like Maddie. I don't have Maddie's consistency. I just put out a video whenever I can be fucked on it, to be honest. And um, I managed to get two out last week, which is huge for me, because I think the week before I fucking skipped it. So anyway, I thought uh, I was getting a bit scraggy. Every couple of days, you know, I'll give a quick trim and, tidy myself up, and uh, I was a bit half cockeyed when I was doing it, and I went fucking bang and took out a big chunk, so I had to get rid of it all. Um, the kid didn't like it, the wife didn't like it, and uh, I live in Ballarat, so my face is fucking freezing. So that's uh <laughs> borderline dog shit i guess it's not reselling related
0: you, uh, yeah didn't think about going like the the wrapper like cut-ins at all just the you know the
2: yeah. you could pull in. that off i reckon you could definitely pull <laughs> I'll give it a go i could give it a go maybe when i come up in a couple of weeks we'll uh we'll have a play with it we'll see how big i can get it before then <laughs> <laughs> but no the week's been all right been fairly solid like i'm still kind of catching back up because we had those inconsistent couple of weeks mm. with family health and all that um and then I found a bit of a dip yesterday. Yesterday was really shit for me. It was down, just incredibly down more than normal. And even today was kind of slow. But the last two hours, my sales were just fucking pumping. So it's like eBay's just, like, kicked into gear two hours ago. And I've, I've done more money in the last three hours than I did all weekend. No shit. Like, there was some big price sales, don't get me wrong. But, it's cra- yeah, like, I haven't done as much volume in the last few hours, just, like, bigger, higher-priced items. But... It's just the last couple of hours have been mental. I don't know why. I can't yeah. like going out.
0: Interesting how that happens, hey, and, and mine sort of mirrors yours, so I'll talk about that in a second. But, Matty, uh, you told us before you came on that you're a bit dusty because you had a bit of a big weekend with a mate. But uh, how's the rest yeah. of the week been before leading up to the, uh, the spontaneous trip?
1: the week's been good um the weekend was even better but the week was good um i uh i yeah look i was really interested this week because um i document on the channel a lot that i really find it difficult to step away from what i'm doing and to actually just try and you know enjoy just spending time with friends so that was part of the reason why i thought i'd duck off to sydney and catch up with a really good mate of mine um but then i was really curious to see what would ebay actually do when i'm actually stepped away and i'm not listing on a daily basis so i didn't list for four days from thursday to sunday i, I haven't listed anything yet you know since getting back today and um thursday was really good i had an average i, I do pretty much about 300 bucks a day in sales on ebay and i hit that mark on thursday and then i dipped down to 100 bucks say on on friday and then again the weekend has just been really really good i've had a heat come through um, and i've sort of just kept my normal averages and yet the only thing i've really done is the, that end relist um process um so i was really happy to have four days away have a good time and actually still see the sales come through so um, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll probably try and take a few more days off moving forward because I know now that obviously the sales have come in.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think that end uh, and relist strategy that Jada talks about and, and we do as well, I think definitely can help when you are sort of away and you don't have that time to do something new. You can just change yeah. the title a little bit, chuck a new item specific in and you almost always got a brand new listing, which is awesome.
1: So. Uh, absolutely,
0: yeah. Uh, Chris said this week has been super quiet and nothing think today about to break my streak. Jazz is saying the days are over. We had a very quiet weekend actually, so um, there's probably a few factors for us. We had two returns and we had a um, Vero on Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it was, on a uh, Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt.
2: So that's fucked. um, Yeah. (laughs) So be
0: careful with Hard Rock Cafe, and I didn't know this until Sam Hamakasa told me. It doesn't. If there's a Hard Rock Cafe that closes, right? You apparently can't sell that shirt or item on eBay anymore.
1: Wow. Which crazy. is
0: crazy. So it's a legit item, but because that Hard Rock Cafe is closed, it's now a Vero item, which is insane to me. I don't understand why, um, yeah, but apparently great. she did quite a bit of research and that's what she found out. So that's, wow. Uh, yeah, interesting. That's mental. that's mental. How are you supposed to keep track of that? Like, you're going to check every time you put a Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. I think the go-to go to is just don't put them up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a conspiracy about, um, like, as I said, my sales dropped right off. It was weird as shit. It was almost like I had a an open return or something. And I know a lot of people have been saying that over this weekend. Mm. But I think there's a – and this is, once again, I'll, you know, everyone knows I love a good eBay conspiracy. <laughs> um, but there, there appears to be a lot of back-end work going on the last sort of week again. Yeah. At eBay, there's some weird shit going on, and I was actually talking to someone else yesterday because I said about a glitch. I don't know if uh, people had seen that on my Instagram. Um, I can't even remember what the fucking glitch was now. eBay have that many of them. Uh, it was the same business day, so I have one day handling, and for some reason, some of my items were actually getting changed to same day handling oh. just mm. randomly. And it was just because I noticed that I went back for through a few, and some were just per normal, some were same day, so I just put a post up on Instagram, but someone messaged me saying something that happened to them, and the exact same thing happened to me, and it was Saturday morning. I started getting all these messages from people that bought yeah. shit from me like a week ago, and eBay have automatically sent out a bunch of um, payment reminders to them, and they're going, I've already yeah. paid. Like, haven't you sent this a week ago? They're all confused. I'm like, what the fuck do these people want? What are they going on about? So that was right. another weird one, and I think that happened yeah. to quite a few people. Payment reminders got sent out to- people
0: we we had a similar one where we weren't receiving messages from people like they they could see what we were sending but we couldn't see what they were sending back and then i think it was yesterday morning we just got this flood of like messages from three days ago so we're like uh like trying to work yeah. out what was happening so definitely something going on there at yeah. our uh, ebay headquarters you might have to talk to your mate how i think you know
2: slap him around uh,
0: so while we're talking about ebay uh conspiracies and whatnot let's get into the topic of the night which is removing negative feedback now we all know that uh the old buyer can just do whatever they want and leave negative feedback whenever they feel like it regardless of if it's something that uh, is in your control or out of your control but jada you sort of uh, brought up the topic of, of removing negative feedback and you're a big advocate of uh pestering them until that you get it removed so Give us us a bit of a backstory about negative feedbacks and how many you've sort of had recently and how many you've been able to deal with and what what did you have to do to get rid of them?
2: So I'm sitting, I think I've had about three in the past now, four maybe, four. This might have been my third. I can't remember now. And it's always kind of been that petty shit and one of them was an accidental one that um, wasn't even supposed to be. It was a positive comment left as a negative, which we see happen at times. But this week, I had a really, really bizarre one. And it was basically, I'd sent out a footy card. It was a $30 card. Um, and they have complained about the way I packaged it. So I've been selling cards for a long, long time, even before I was a reseller. And I've done on my channel how I pack and send cards. And it's pretty simple. I've got one here on queue. So basically, what I do, I have these top loaders. For anyone that doesn't know, the card, look at that, the old Bonham Pali Brownlow card. Yeah. That's our our. So we get this little thing here called the penny sleeve. The card goes in there and that stops it getting scratched. Then we put it in this top loader. So this is a harder plastic, right? That goes in there and that's going to protect your card. Then what we do is whack a bit of tape across the top. That stops any residue or any, anything getting inside there and damaging the card. Then to stop it getting bent cardboard either side tape it up put it in a bubble mailer and fuck it off so that's how i've always done it and that's the way uh, you can use card savers as well but anyway mm. the complaint that i got was from this person was the tape across the top that it's ruined the top loader so the top loader is actually a packaging device it's like me someone complaining about the envelope being damaged or a statue mm. being damaged or there's writing on it or something they're actually complaining about the thing they haven't bought so <laughs> That's for one where I know they don't have a leg to stand on. Um, there's not going to be an issue there. But then the next thing they did, they wanted a full refund on the card. So they ain't getting refunded on the card because there's nothing wrong with the fucking card. It's a five-cent top loader with a bit of uh, yeah. sticky tape that will re- come off with a bit of methane, you know. Um, so i said look yeah you're not getting refunded on that if you want a refund you're gonna to have to send it back the way it is um mm. and then i'll refund you you're asking for a refund on a top loader so simple as that and then they pulled the whole threatening thing uh if you don't accept the re- uh, if you don't refund my money i'm going to leave a negative feedback yeah. and i just wrote back that's fine i'll chat to ebay about that and what did they do they left a negative feedback now that's me just going in with confidence because i know as soon as you get threatened by a buyer they're going to leave negative feedback eBay will remove it. So that's just one for um, someone that wasn't aware of that. You know, if they, you do get threatened, don't go into submission and panic that you're going to get this negative feedback and go, fuck, it's only $30, bucks. we will give it to them. No, fuck them. They, uh, they're threatening you. Bang. It's not going to happen, and yeah. especially over something petty like that. Obviously, in this situation, I mean, we know eBay can be fr- pretty fucking pathetic sometimes with they, they won't. They'll tell you they're not going to remove it but in this instance i was fairly confident that uh, that's getting removed anyway because that's not even something bad like you know it's just something stupid but um yeah that was my little experience this week and i've had some in the past where we were talking about it the other day and it was over something that was actually my error i made a, a a bit of a blue and it was back through the corona times and i someone bought an item off me and they were in mexico and at the time we couldn't actually post to mexico and i didn't realize that so I had to message him and say, look, mate, I can't send it to you. I've got to cancel the order. And I stuffed up. I actually just clicked "buyer asked to cancel, Um, whereas I should have clicked uh, there's something wrong with their address, you know. But anyway, I thought we're all sweet. Then I cop a negative, and it was in different language. And once I translated it, it says uh, canceled for no reason don't know why and all that. So I've reached out to the guy, never heard back. I reached out to eBay and they said I'd never contacted him. So I said, well, I have. But then I found out later on, I was actually talking to two people from Mexico that wanted the one item. And (laughs) I thought it was the same person. So I've actually sent the wrong message to the wrong person. So they basically said, you don't have a leg to stand on. We can't remove it. You've just cancelled an order and haven't told him why. I said, but that's out of my control with the whole postage situation. They said, it doesn't matter. You've cancelled it and all that sort of stuff. Um, You don't have a leg to stand on. So I said, well, uh, you know, out of my control, that sort of shit. And they said, why did you say that he asked to cancel? He didn't ask to cancel. So it all come back at me. They said, we're not removing it. That negative was going to stay. So I'm thinking about it and I thought, no, this is fucking bullshit. We're going to have another crack at this. Um, this is like, yeah, I have stuffed up. I've clicked the wrong thing, but I'm going to contest this. Had another crack the next day and sort of the same result. So the third day had a ping again, and we just got someone a bit nicer, yeah. and they removed it um, straight away. Yeah. No, no hassles. So that kind I of what was pretty yeah, being, yeah, that's right. And you get different people, so you can be you can get one person that's kind of strict on it, or they don't want to just. Pull those strings for you whereas others can be good i think the best tip going in is just never get aggressive with buyers you know customers always right as much as we hate to admit that they that's a motto for a reason because mm. when it comes to brick and mortar people say the customer's always right so those customers if you live in a small town you want them to come back for us our feedback that's that's our kind of you know customers always right kind of thing that's where they leave their review that's why how you get people back so um mm. You've just got to be nice to them as hard as it is because we deal with some absolute deadbeats in the world of reselling and hmm. it's the same with eBay you just got to be nice um because they I think they look back through the previous messages and if oh, you definitely. have been a bit of a dick in certain situations they might not side with you so always mm-hmm. be nice but be persistent if they uh, they say no come back the next day and just revise it with them
0: yeah de- definitely when you say um they look at your messages they 100% do because I've had conversations with them before and they've actually brought up things that have been in the messages and asked me to explain what was going on. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then they finally removed it. So um, you're definitely right there, persistence. And when people start talking about uh, feedback extortion, that's actually not allowed on eBay. So if that happens to you, you're 100%, you're safe because they can't say they will leave negative feedback if you don't do something because they're trying to get something out of you by making you do something. So. Uh, Matty, you said before um, you haven't sort of had uh, any sort of removed at all, but have you had any experience with, with negative feedback and do you think it affects accounts at all or anything like that?
1: Well, yeah, I I'm very, I mean, absolutely before I even started going into it reselling, I, I started selling Funko Pops and completely my error, I just posted them horrifically and uh, it did arrive in damaged condition. And I know that with the Funko Pops, you've got to be meticulous as a football mm-hmm. card with those sort of things. So um, you know any form of damage on that and i knew that i was going to be in trouble sure enough i was the negative feedback came through but you know to your point about the customer always being right they hundred percent were right in this in this scenario so um for those reasons i never bothered to go and try and get it removed because i just didn't think it was you know going to stand a chance of being removed it, it kind yeah. of deserved to be there but what i' what i've what I've really kind of enjoyed weirdly in that whole process is that I wasn't sitting on 100% and I didn't have that <laughs> stress of losing 100%, which I know <laughs> everyone seems to stress about. It's so like yeah. I came into this sitting you know, with a few sales under my belt, at maybe 12 or 13 transactions, and I was on 75% customer satisfaction. And I've gone into wanting to be a full-time reseller, trying to build up my percentage from 75% to get it to 100 and, you know, I'm, I'm wherever I'm at now, I've done a few sales and I'm sitting at 98.4%. So, you know, I've been able to get it back to a top rated level. Um, I've never disputed any negative feedback that's come through. I'm sitting on 98.4. Could I get maybe one or two of them removed? Probably, which I think tonight's a really good, you know, video and, and chat to talk about because I might go and do that. Um, but I think there's also a limit of time. You only get 90 days to actually do it. Is that is that the case?
0: Yeah, I think I did hear that yeah. changing in terms of your feedback how long it sits on your account for. But I'm pretty yeah. sure right now it's still – actually, it's – so it's one month, six month, 12 month right now on, right. Your, on your list. Um yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that, but um, just down the bottom there, you can see that. Yeah, so it sits there one month, yeah. six month, 12 month. And neutrals yeah. don't count against your um, percentage. So, yeah.
1: I think top rated is 98% and up. And I was always trying to sort of work my way towards getting that top rated status, and I was sort of whatever that regular status is for a very, very long time—you know, yeah. months on end—I was, I wasn't top rated. I've actually only really been top rated for the last sort of four to six weeks. Um, and I haven't seen—well, my, my sales are incrementally increasing, but I'm not to know whether or not that's due to my feedback percentage. <laughs> and because I'm not at a hundred percent, how many how many sales have I actually lost as well? Like, I, I don't know that either. Um, yeah. But what what has been good is I'm not stressing so much about that number, and I think a lot of people, when a negative comes in, maybe they can't get it removed, and then they feel really negative around their reselling and, and moving forward. Um, yeah. and I've never really even thought about it, and I'm kind of glad that I'm not at 100. percent I'd like for it to be as close as I possibly can, but um, I don't think from what I'm doing, from a sense of trying to scale a business, it's it's really had too much of an impact. Um, yeah. there, there might be a couple out there that, that obviously don't buy as a result of the fact that I've got 98, but yeah, it's a, it's a super interesting topic.
0: Do you, um, do you respond to the negatives at all? Like you can actually respond to the negative underneath it? Like if it is something that you've made an error on uh, and
1: you don't think it's going to be
0: um, removed at all, do you respond to them
1: at all? Well, the, what happened initially back when I first ever started, it was the Funko Pops and a couple of them came through as negative. It was a big bulk send. I had mm. so many that came through. I sent them all out at the same time. Two of them were negative. So right off the bat, you know, I'm down to that 75% level. And like mm. I said, because it was my fault, I just, and being completely inexperienced, I just took it as negative and didn't think I had a leg to stand on to reply or to dispute it. Um, so now I've, I've never really done it. I've just kind of left it as it is and and kind of just continue to just move on and, and improve, obviously, and try to put better posts out there. Because that's such yeah. an important thing. I don't know, on, on the split of negative feedback remarks around what is the cause for the negative feedback, but I, mm. I dare say postage is probably a large one. Um, I know there's a lot of questions out there, at least on my channel anyway, around how to correctly post items. And Jada, obviously, you're talking about how to do football cards. I think if you just sat there and did videos on YouTube around how to do each individual item out in the post, I know you guys too, Aussie Grifter's channel, have done the same thing with with how to send certain items. And I think that's the biggest thing out there because people are so afraid to send it incorrectly and get that negative feedback. Um, amongst all of the other ways, you can cop a negative, um, but postage is certainly a huge one. It's sort of really stemmed how my negative feedback has come through. It's all been postage related. Um, yeah. And I've taken away a lot from that. And I'm trying to obviously improve that you know, each and every week. Definitely, and I think that's what you can do. Hey, like, you know, if you're striving better and you if you're high
0: 90s, chances are you, you're not going to have too many problems. It's sort of, you know, maybe early on when, when like you said, you had, you know, only a few sales and a lower percentage, that sort of went really impact you. But if you've only got yeah. one or two and you've got thousands of sales, like your percentage is still going to be
1: right up there. So, yeah. I think if you yeah. can get to that rated level, it, it's hopefully okay. Sure.
0: No, I, d- I definitely agree. Um, we we sort of, we're pretty vigilant on ours and we will try and get them removed if we think that it's something that, you know, we're not in control of, like a postage issue, like it's been damaged in post because they've done something poorly. Like we post our stuff pretty well secure. So if it breaks, it's usually not because we post that incorrectly or uh, a time delay in postage. So we've got a few of those and we've got them removed pretty quickly. But yeah. Yeah, um, luckily we're still up around that that hundred uh, percent. Well, we're at the hundred percent. I'm pretty sure at the moment, which is nice. But um, even if we get one or two, we only drop to ninety nine or ninety eight, not more well, ninety nine because we have fair bit there. So mm. yeah, it's an interesting topic, and I'd be interested to see what everyone else does. And a few were saying in the chat, um, they you know they will respond and disgruntled octopus is aiming for eighty eight percent here. I do like that. <laughs> uh, how many of your buyers? Actually, leave feedback just for interest's sake. That'd be a real hard. It's not a big percentage. I'd suggest I couldn't tell you exactly unless I really wanted to try and work it out.
1: But mine, um, I, I, yeah, mine's mine's probably maybe thirty to forty percent. That's actually pretty good. Huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've definitely had an increase since I've been asking them to. Um, yeah. Like I put in one of my videos maybe three or four weeks ago. I have a thank you card reminding people that. I run a small business and that's in big letters that it's a small business because sometimes if your photos do look a bit professional and all that sort of stuff or you're selling new stuff they think you're a big company and they forget you're a small business so I just make note on my card thank you for supporting my small business and then I say on the back you know if uh, You've enjoyed your sort of transaction with me. I'd appreciate the feedback. If you could, if you've had an issue, please contact me and we'll sort it out. And that's, um, and I, and that's sort of I, – I believe that has helped people actually leave that positive feedback more often, but it's also probably helped me from – Maybe skipping the odd uh you know neutral or negative there, whereas someone you know gives them just that reassurance and they come back and they just say, "Look, mate, I'm not real happy not that i've yeah. had I've really had that at all, but you know I've had the odd one here and there, and they're just like, come oh, mate, what's going on sort of thing, and then we can sort it out you know so I think that's since I've been doing that like I've had the thank you cards for a long time now, but I think I've definitely seen an increase of people remembering because I buy a lot of shit off eBay too to mm. resell. I buy stuff nearly every day to resell to put back on eBay. And um yes. you know, I'll get I'll get some days where I forget to go back through and I'll have a look and I've got 20 things that I've got to leave feedback for myself. Like I forget as well because mine's all automated from a seller's perspective. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's easy to forget. And especially if you're only buying a one-off item, you don't go back on for a few months there, so
1: yeah, I think a really important part of that feedback process is to leave feedback to the buyer as well. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm really vigilant on as soon as I've done my postage run to just do the automated send of positive feedback, you know, to all of them. And I, I reciprocate a lot of positive feedback back from doing that. Um, yeah. I probably an, initially early days wasn't leaving feedback to the buyer, um, which was a real negative for me. I, I should have been doing that from the start. But, um, yeah, the, the percentages have certainly increased since I've been providing it back to them. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, you have, have your uh,
2: automatic money? Yeah. So, yeah. so you don't touch it now? Just does no, its own thing?
1: It's, well, yeah, I just I just go in and, and there's like four or five custom feedback messages and I just activate right. them. So it's, it's a two-click yeah. process for me. Yeah, um, okay. But it's just, it's just part of that. Like I go into my Excel spreadsheet, you know, fill out for my own reference that I've posted the item and then the last sort of tick on my postage run day is to just hit that button and, and provide the feedback.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yep. You, you do the same sort of thing, don't you, Brad? Because um, you don't uh, like leaving the automated yeah. stuff, do you? Yeah.
0: No, I don't, What's I, don't that? Like, I don't like the automated stuff because then I feel like if someone is actually a dodgy buyer, it's really hard for me to change that feedback and get eBay to be like, oh, they've done something crap. So we'll often wait um, until they get it and then we'll leave positive feedback. So Mm -hmm, there's been a few um, that have tried to scam and because we haven't left any feedback, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's in our favour, but I just don't want to give anyone a false idea that someone's a good buyer and they're not, Um, especially like being in the community and knowing that there's plenty of scammers out there. I'm kind of more on the defensive side and want to make sure that if something bad happens to us, that we leave a comment that is relevant to the situation. So yeah. I know you can't leave negatives, but you can leave a positive negative in, in that case and sort of like warn people that, you know, it's probably not the best transaction and try and get it yeah. resolved that way. I know the
1: automation is is a better
0: way in terms of time, but I don't know.
1: I, I feel like... Do you have the template comments though that you're firing off? yeah, yeah, you- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So that's what oh, yeah. I just want to highlight this from Wayne because the, this is a really good question. Uh, can you can a buyer change from negative to positive? So um, you can obviously request them to change their feedback. So if they've accidentally left you negative feedback, which we've happened, had happen once because they left feedback on, they bought two items, they left the wrong negative on the wrong item. So they left a the negative for us instead of somebody else. So you can request them to do a negative do a change but nine times out of ten you're probably not gonna get much result out of that I wouldn't think. Um few dropping in at the moment. Uh thanks everyone for dropping by. Good to see everyone being here. Uh, a few new names almost 50 in right now so uh Maddie's good most new channel thanks Maddie Uh, we'll get into we'll get into the sale of the week. Now you boys have Dropped us um, a few items that you sold this week, so I'll try and bring them up, and you guys can talk to them. Uh, here we go. Talk to yes. them.
2: Yeah, what's our one. package ready to go to, mate? I can't talk to it. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: that one's yours, mate.
1: The VCR. Yeah, the VCR that came through for me. I don't, guys, I don't really do a lot of these hard good type items like the VCRs, but um, when I do see them, I will grab them. This one was forty bucks in the thrift, and um, look, I, I'm not afraid to spend extra money when I know the comps are talking to me on eBay, so. I picked this one up, um, sold for 139. I think I profited about 65 when you take everything out of it. Um, this one was around 150, dollars pretty comfortably, and and I took I took 139 as an offer. Um, there was a lot of interest though, so I probably could have held out for full price, but I, like I said, I was going away to Sydney, and I wanted a cheap cheap quick win before I went away, so <laughs> I said yes to this one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, VCRs VCRs are good. Like I'll um I'll always pick these up and. Um, So far, I've never had any issues with them not working, which I think a few people have that issue of VCRs just being faulty. Um, You know, touch wood, that's not been the case yet for me. So until that sort of comes through, I'm just going to keep trying to pick them up because they're doing well for me. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And most um, of them, like if you buy them from
0: Salvos and stuff, they have like a seven-day return policy as well. So if you're in your yeah. own area, you get them home,
1: test if they don't work, you can take them back. So hundred percent, yeah. And I think there's more confidence in that than maybe even Facebook Marketplace. So I'm yet to buy one <laughs> off there. Um, but they, that's, that's a good spot to buy them too. So um, they're actually quite common from a reseller perspective. Like if you wanted to source them regularly, you, you can actually get your hands on quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, and they they resell for good value. Like I'm surprised that, that can go for 150,
0: 160. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? And then you just
1: combos, yeah. and you could be looking well over that. And you got the remote there, so that's always always yeah, a, that's a bonus. That's a yeah, remote and manual. Obviously, you'll get top end. And yeah, this one was all working fine. It had the remote, so happy days. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, flip, I'll get yours up in a
0: second. Uh, there we go. Talk us through this bad boy. Is that is that you? At uh, the back there, Flipper? Or
2: there he, he is. There he is. I'm at the front, mate. I, I, I'm, the, uh, I'm the little spoon. <laughs> yeah. That's after
1: the doggies had a win yesterday.
2: <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> yeah. Um, no, this one here, I took an offer on that, obviously. I took a $120 offer on this one. So, And I don't know if something's going on with the Titanic at the minute. I don't know. If, I don't know. I know the missus was watching it last night while I was at the pub having a few frothies. Um <laughs> But then I, I sold this one couple of days ago whenever it was no that's today and then um i've also i had two of these so in that video where i actually bought out that collection from Mm. that lady um i said i paid 400 bucks for a big lot of stuff and a lot of it was all sealed sort of new Mm. new stuff you know the stuff the reproduction stuff you see jb hi-fi and i don't know where she got it but i just had so much stuff but there's two of this actual vinyl and it's actually that turquoise colour. So the actual record itself is that um, weird colour, really nice-looking thing. And these are actually limited to 500. So there's wow. only 500 of this made, which was really cool. So this was number 27 out of the 500, or it might have been 1,000. I can't remember how many were made now. But anyway, yeah, this one went. And then just before we jumped on, I sold another one. So I had oh, two wow. of them sealed up. So uh, yeah, the other one I – yeah, lo- love the vinyl, love the records. So yeah. Um, usually pumping a lot of them out, so I've had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then yeah, so very happy with this one to move that on. As I said, uh, well, I've sold both those two for one twenty, and I think I took a hundred bucks on the other one. So there's two of them gone. I paid four hundred bucks for the lot. I'm in on these at about two dollars a piece. So and then there's some of the really high end stuff. There's a lot of laser discs in there as well. For anyone that doesn't know, the laser discs, the big old uh, mm. mo- like the movies on the big disc looks like a record, but there's a lot of that stuff. Uh, There's all sorts of shit. I've still got some of the stuff that I've got from that lot is still listed at 200 plus. Whether I get that, I'm not sure, but I'm just hanging around until I do. So, um, yeah, very happy with that one.
0: So That's good. Awesome, sale. Uh Then I've just got one of the ours. Just a nice pair of uh, G-Star for a Williams that we picked up in that bulk lot. So we've been drip-feeding wow. these a couple at a time. Um, just so we don't flood the market on like that style because we've got a couple 26s. So because we've got a lot brand newer tags, we've sort of been going two or three at a time. If people want to buy a duplicate, then they can. But I feel like it kind of kind of drives people to buy them because they feel like there's less available rather than having 30 there and they're like, oh, I can come back and get them later on. So that's mm-hmm. our strategy on this sort of stuff. And um, nice sale. I'm pretty sure that went overseas as well. So it's postage on top of that. Um, which is awesome. So nice little sale there on the G Star. Um, still ticking over and still doing well. I uh, saw a couple of people drop in. Uh, Ken saying feedback should be internal use only, which is what they do on um, uh, Poshmark. I believe they kind of keep a record on the back end and um, don't sort of show too much of it on the front end. Uh, I always leave feedback for buyers as I'm loading my postage details. And about thirty-five percent leaving feedback, so about the same as everyone else.
2: Nice. Yeah. yeah, so I'm the opposite to you boys. Mine, I'm that guy that I can't be bothered doing it. So mine is automated. I don't touch it. It does it itself. And like Brad touched on, you know, you might get that scammer come through or like old mate that bought eight things off me at once that wanted to have a wrestle and um, yeah. <laughs> wrestling our jocks and all that sort of stuff. And uh, really creepy dude just like hitting on other dudes on eBay buying, buying up heaps of stuff. <laughs> Because it was such a niche thing that I sold, and I've left eight feedback for this guy, mm-hmm. one fantastic eBayer and all this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and someone else in the community's reached out that was selling those niche products. Yeah. Um, you sure this dude's all right? Like, I've just got this message <laughs> from him. He he wants to get nude and uh, start kissing and all that sort of shit. So, you know, and then, yeah, you're leaving someone like that, sort of that positive feedback automatically. And then once it's there, it's there. So, I mean, that's the downfall. But at the end of the day, I don't have to worry about doing it. So I literally don't touch anything. If that happens, it happens. I just kind of deal with it now, I guess. I don't like it. I don't like leaving a positive for a scammer because I don't like the idea of them Scamming someone else, or potentially scamming someone, but um, I mean, they don't last that long anyway, do they? They're only no, going to scam one or two people before they get pulled yeah. down. So, yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, I definitely don't yeah. recommend our approach to everyone. It's just uh, just what we do, um, but I think automated is a lot cleaner. So, um, you know, I think you're right in that sense. It sort of takes that bit of stress off your page, and you don't
2: have to worry about it. So. Mm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, boys, let's talk about the opposite end of the scale. If anyone in the chat had any good sales of the week, drop them in as well.
2: Drop them in. We want to see them. There's always yeah. some unique shit getting on in the chat. I would love
0: seeing them. i and DVD for 80 bucks. That's, uh, that's a cool. Jeez, that's DVD good. On that one. Um, but on the opposite end of the scale, boys, there's lots of dog shit that happens on uh, eBay. So let's just, uh, let's just bring up the dog shit. Hey! And, uh, he's, uh, he's pumping one out there. So, uh, this will be uh, Maddie's first dog shit. So it doesn't have to be a dog shit this week. You've had Matt. If you want to think back a bit further, we'll let oh. Flipper have a crack first while you have a think. Um, so, Brad, any dog shit this week or the last week? Because we weren't here last week, break through as well.
2: I don't think uh, Maddie has to think too hard. I reckon I know what he's going to say. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I, you, uh, Luke, I'm I know. Know. <laughs> Really? Didn't you just get robbed like last week? <laughs> well, I'd say that. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Lucky That's I'm here looking after right you, mate. Oh, it that <laughs> <side>. <laughs> kind of is, it's your transport. Um, no, I'm pretty pretty good. I'm pretty dog shit free. The only I had a bit of a little bit of a uh, little bit of a dog shit yesterday, which just it was annoying. Um really annoying. I went to a garage sale, right? And it was a big garage sale and I'm cruising in there. I didn't film yesterday. Um, only film when I can be bothered. And uh cruising in and I see on the wall they had a lot of um, sort of beer signs and stuff so they've got this big sign it's a vb the very best my favorite everyone knows i love a good vb but it was from the caulfield cup in 94 and i seen that on the wall it was fucking beautiful and i couldn't quite see the tag how much they wanted for it but i start strolling over there with the chest out of the fucking we're on here here we go i'm gonna keep this i don't know what it'd be worth and i mean it might not be worth heaps but i'm up and about and and this person got in before me. They didn't cut me off. There was nothing. There was no malice towards mm. it. They just beat me, picked it up. Would you take three bucks for it? And she oh. said, yes. Oh. I, uh, I nearly broke down. I nearly dropped to my knees and cried. I was so oh, yeah. shattered. So, look, very minor-scale dog shit, but I was really upset and – I, I've had other times where you know you see someone else beat you to the something good, something that you wanted, and uh, that one, that one broke me heart a little bit. I thought '94 Caulfield Cup VB advertising. How good would that look up here in the bar? But uh, oh, not to be, not to be. I probably could have bought. I think he was a reseller. I think there were resellers, so I probably could have bought it off him. But anyway. Yeah,
0: right next to that so, doggy's premiership, I reckon it would have fitted just nicer there, there, mate. But
2: uh, oh, I gotta make room for another one the way we're rolling at the minute.
0: Oh, so. oh calm down, <laughs>
2: calm down. We're
0: out of 40, 40 already. Uh, speaking of just before we get to our, that, um, Captain Opshop set nerd said his dog shit was picking Brisbane.
1: Uh, yeah, I, agree. Uh, I would agree, I would agree. I did the same <laughs> thing, go, 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 uh,
0: Maddie. So, uh Flip, I just gave you a, a dog shit there. But uh, tell us a little bit more detail or tell us another one if you if you got something else up your
1: sleep. Oh, two for you very briefly. The first one is the van. That's a great call by Jada. I, I had that stolen about two weeks ago and I've only owned it for a couple of months. So I got pretty attached to it pretty quick, did the job for me perfectly. I've been picking up a lot of furniture, getting the job done and went out for a pub feed and this was Friday night, 6.30. And uh, I was only in the pub for an hour, had a quick feed, came out and all the cars lined up along the parking lot and my car park spot, completely empty, completely gone. So I've never had my car stolen before. And I actually kind of just laughed about it. I'm like, somebody's actually nicked my car. And then I've <laughs> had a bit of a think about it and gone, that's actually really shit. That's, <laughs> this, this is going to have a big influence on what I'm trying to do here. So it sort of went yeah. from, you know, laughter to real disappointment real quick. Um, and 14 days, boys, I have not heard from the police. So... Wow. I think the process. Uh, is, luckily, fortunately, I'm, I am insured, so that, that's a good thing. But I was, I really like that van because you can get a lot of tradie beat arounds, and this one was not a tradie beat around. It was actually a really good band. So it like a
2: nice guy, yeah. Yeah, it, was
1: it had, it had
2: know, a it had a name too, didn't it?
1: Yeah, Houdini Chris Furlong named uh, it. Uh, I think it's
2: uh, <laughs> living yeah. I up, living up to its
1: name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. And you know what? I, I told everyone about it, which I didn't even realize in a video on the first of April, and everyone thought it was an April Fool's <laughs> joke. I didn't even see the date. I said that is actually stolen. It's not there, so um, I'll be on the lookout for a Houdini 2.0. I'm going to keep the same name, get get the same sort of van. It was a Honda They're a reliable car. Um, but yeah, a, a real quick one on a garage sale. One very very similar story. It was a VCR lock I just sold. Um, same sort of a story. I tried to pick it up, and I actually had it in my hands ready to pay for it, and it had been put to the side for somebody else's oh. collection. So they were, they were still doing their runaround. And then right at the end that person came up and went, Oh, sorry, I was actually already buying that. And even though I've got it in my hands so I'm about to pay for it. And uh the 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 person running the sale said, actually, yeah, you are right. I didn't realise apologies. And then I'm literally just handing over what was about hundred and fifty dollars worth of profit, going, Oh, that that kind of sucks. So exactly. yeah. and, and and there was nothing else. There was nothing else in the garage sales. So that was the one item I needed. So it's um that that would is be
0: you, yeah. I've done pretty much the same thing when I walked into a garage sale. There's a box of stuff to the right, and I was like, "Oh, there's some good, good stuff in here." Started picking through it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Take that." And the lady's like, "Oh, that, that's some um, wine. I'm taking that." I'm like, oh. <laughs> "Beat me by five minutes because <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. There was some ink yeah. and some other stuff." You got to go early.
1: You got to oh. go early.
2: <laughs> kind of like through. when I took like, old mate's shoes at that bloody house walk through. That was That was, <laughs> more, that was more embarrassing. <laughs>
1: At least
0: he pulled
2: you up on it. He didn't walk out with them. <laughs> yeah, nearly no, he flogged his fucking boots. He wouldn't happy. Cold. That's cold.
0: Uh, you probably won't hear and you probably won't hear from the police until it's found.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's that's <laughs> what I'm hoping for. I want to get that phone call. I want to hear this. But I'll tell you what. 14 days without it being here. I actually don't want it back because it's probably it's probably been really touched up and <laughs> yeah. to it pays up and down the highway. Yeah. Uh, <sighs>
0: I saw a couple of sales uh, dropping as we were talking as well, so I'll highlight them. Uh, sold a... Yeah, I don't even know what that is. but Mariano Dressed for $120, paid $2. That's well Oof. outside my knowledge range, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, clothes, two skirts, $2 each. Sold for 53 on Facebook. Nice. $5 sold for 42 within five minutes on Facebook. Oof. And I sold Love a... It. Cognitive psychology book for 100 posted pickup from Savos from eight bucks.
1: Daniel
2: gets a lot of good books, oh, he, he does some really mm-hmm. high ticket books. Yeah, he knows a lot about that stuff. That's something I know fucking nothing about, but yeah, uh, so yeah, some of those, well, those um, you know, psychology books and stuff. Yeah, I always look at that for the later editions because uh, yeah, yeah, some great money, and I like. Dan's done there, but um, for me, books ain't my fucking yeah. I see so many people absolutely killing it. You, you yourself, Matty, I see you um, doing a lot in the book game, and fuck, it's just all over my head. There's just so much going on. Yeah,
1: it's just bundles for Um, me with books. I I, I don't know a thing about them, but I I literally just look for sets, and and even if they're not complete sets, but you got a good bundle, you get fifty and you buy them for a dollar each, two dollars each. So I see a place for it for me. Yeah.
0: Uh Captain saying his dog shit is right now. Finding out I'm down to band three from band four. Ooh, uh, that'll ruffle oh, some yeah. uh, some feathers. Um, one of my brothers and I were parked side by side. Mine was unlocked, his was locked, and they stole his.
1: His was, <laughs> no, <laughs> his
0: was locked, and they stole his. So Way they out. took the one that was locked. How did they get in, mate? Did they just smash a window, or you don't? Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, look, I, I don't know, but whatever they've done, they've done it well enough to be driving away with it. So. Um, you didn't just yeah.
2: have uh, too few too many froffies and drive home and it's just over the back street or something, is it? Or <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what, if I, weekend,
2: if I had to be in this weekend, it would have been gone for other reasons. But uh, no. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh, look, I, the, the issue with the Hyundai is, and, and it could have easily been unlocked because the Hyundai I load for anybody watching out there that might have that car, there's only a one-click button. So it's, mm-hmm. it either locks and unlocks with the same button. So yeah. I could have been walking away and accidentally hit it again and unlocked it. Yeah. Um so, yeah, just super frustrating. But, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll move yeah. on. We'll get another one. It's the same with Jazzy's Gets. Like, it's got the one on the side.
0: And if you bump it, it just unlocks. And like, and you're, like, yeah. 30 metres away and you're, like, is it locked or unlocked now? You're, like, I have to go back yeah. and check.
1: <laughs> it's a poor feature. It's a poor feature. And I'll tell you what, Gold Coast um, car theft is on the rise. There is I don't know about your guys' areas, but cars are getting stolen left, right, and centre. I didn't realise until it's obviously happened to me. But... Lock your
2: cars, guys, because there's people out there for sure. Yeah, it's bad here. It's really bad here. And the problem is the ones that still here, there was like a real big sort of rise in it for a while, but they weren't just, you know, pinching it and keeping it or whatever. They just set them on fire like half an hour later. that's That's the fun, yeah. That's that's
0: that spring special, that one, where I'm from initially. The cars would go missing for a day or two. They'd take them on a joyride and then burn them. Uh, yeah. So if you probably got stolen, you could kiss it goodbye because you won't get it back. So, brutal, um, pretty crazy. Well, fingers crossed for you, Matty. Hopefully you are all insured.
1: You're... Yeah, full, fully insured. I think you have got to wait fourteen days until you start talking. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to give Combank a call and, and try and get the payout sorted because like I'm I'm down I'm down access to to pick up furniture, which is such a large part of what I do. Oh, yeah, um, gosh. So I'm really, you know, the process for me is probably going to be about another month to before I'm back in four wheels. So. Um, you know I was talking to a few of the guys that are into reselling and I'm sort of saying you know there's no issue here because you know I've got the full cover of, of insurance and the rest but they're like no you're actually losing out on time you know like you, you're going to miss six weeks of being able to pick up furniture um, mm-hmm. you know so that that is when I thought about it like that that's probably been the biggest impact for me um, the finances are, are no concern but yeah it's just that loss of time which kind of sucks. Yeah and trying to get everything sorted as well and
0: and yeah, like, yeah. all the ring around and just, just a pain in the arse, isn't it, to get something sorted yeah. out? Super annoying. Oh, I hope you get it sorted, mate. That's uh, that's definitely, that's uh, topped all that. That's, a, that's a classic
1: dog shit of the week for, uh, for my first time on, hey?
0: <laughs> I think you've hit the top of the board with that one. We've never <laughs> had one that bad in a while. I think. One that's of the better good. ones. Yeah, you're yeah. right up there. Uh, Do do appreciate you bringing that on. It wasn't a setup, but uh, (laughs) it's uh, it's definitely definitely a top of the board.
2: So, Uh, like uh, like I said, I wanted to get Maddie on this week just because I knew my team were playing his team yesterday, and uh, I was pretty just quietly confident the doggies would get up, and we did.
0: Yeah, Yeah, thanks
2: for thanks for joining joining us, Maddie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Timing (laughs) is (laughs) everything. Top of the ship, Ida Jazz reckons. Absolutely. So, so we still got 15 minutes left. So I guess um, while we've got you on, Matty, we want to find out a bit, a bit more about you. So obviously yeah. we, we see your videos and, and what you're doing, but what's, uh, apart from uh, having to get the van back, but what's, what's the future look like for the Aussie Flipper? Obviously you said you sort of want to be able to move out and, and get your own space yeah. and all that sort of stuff, but what's the long-term goal? Is he sort of thinking real big or just enough to keep you financially stable?
1: Well, the goals the goal is literally to have a full-time job that is reselling where I can be my own boss and fend for mm-hmm. myself and until that sort of ticks off and, and happens I'm not going to really look too much further than that um, you know, I'm really I've got a goal uh, hundred thousand dollars in eBay sales or well, overall sales Facebook marketplace included. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to hit that milestone for my first – well, really more so for 2020 because I had a, a slow build when I started sort of mid last year. But i tell you what, guys, ever since I got into it and sort of took it on as a bit of a challenge, I know Chris Verlong put out his, um, you know, give mm-hmm. a chance on me. And, and I'm sort of a bit of the same in a sense of just giving something a go for myself. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm really kind of enjoying that process of really structuring my day how I'd like to structure my day. And everyone talks about how good is it to have your own, you know, freedom. And that's 100% why I want to do it. But there's also a sense of not having too much freedom because I'm just working so damn much. Um, But that's not a concern because I genuinely love every single part of the process. I'm enjoying every single step along the way. And I'm really passionate about trying to get better with video editing. I never really ever did any of that prior to to starting a YouTube channel last year. And for me, I I was sort of away from home for five years and I've come back and I'm living at home. I've got mum and dad here at the house. They're supporting me in that regard. But I'm trying to build it up as fast as I possibly can, work as many hours as I possibly can, build up the YouTube channel as much as I possibly can as well, and then just literally just move out of home and just live in a share house again. And, you know, I'm a single guy, but, you know, meet somebody and settle down, buy a place, just do what everyone else wants to do, but have my job as being a, a full-time reseller slash YouTuber, trying to help somebody else out there that might want to make an extra 100 bucks a week themselves as a side hustle. Um so yeah, like grand plans, future large scale grand plans. I don't really have them. It's just kind of get to this first stage of of goal and and then try to make the next step and, and see where it goes from there. But um, yeah. geez, I'm learning a lot. I'll
2: tell you what. Yeah, oh, fun. Isn't it?
0: You never you never stop in this game. Hey, like there's just so many things that you can possibly learn. And I think the more people that put out content, the more you learn because you know you you do a lot of furniture, which we never touch because it's just not in our knowledge base. You got. Brad bringing toys and footy guernseys and stuff that I I would have had no no idea about before. So um, I think it's great to see so many new channels starting up and giving it a crack and sharing the knowledge. So I definitely
1: am. I I think a big thing for me over the journey has been I sort of very much, you know, scattering through every single item I could find that I thought I could make a profit on and just buying it for the sake of buying it. And I've really, over the journey, streamlined and locked into five categories, shoes, clothes, DVDs, books and furniture. And, you know, the other five categories that I buy and and my my videos might get a bit repetitive and boring to people that watch regularly because I'm now starting to just source and buy the same stuff. But um, I watch a lot of daily refinement on YouTube, Mm -hmm. um, who I know a lot of the guys watching, I'm sure have watched a lot of his videos. And I really like the way he breaks down the numbers to the game and and kind of structuring his business around certain focus. Um, so I've just learned a lot from him actually quite a bit in the sense of how to structure your, your, your business. Um, and, and I've really kind of streamlined into those you know, five categories. And, and I think by actually having had the experience of buying multiple products to now only focusing on a few, you get really good at buying those few. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can actually build a business around four or five different products really yeah. um, as yeah. long as you've got the, um, the inventory there to be able to do so. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's one big thing that's really helped kind of take the stress out of what to buy. I know what I need to buy. And now I'm just going out there and trying to find it. But, um, yeah, that, that's that's probably been the biggest learning over the last few months. Yeah. Definitely.
0: I, I think that's sort of something that, uh, like, we, we do go outside our normal five if we see something that's sort of, you know, that that golden item. But generally when we work and walk to a thrift shop, we know that shoes, jackets, jeans... And maybe some hard goods are going to be the sections that we look at. And that's where we're going to you make it. Do you
1: look at any, any other part of the store?
0: Uh, I will have a quick browse through. Like if I walk past the toys, I'll have a quick flick. Um, I'll have a quick look through like shirts and men's. But I won't spend a lot of time there because I know there's so many other people that are picking shirts. I know there's yeah. heaps, of, um, uh, he- heaps of vintage guys down here. We've got so many vintage guys that I know that probably someone else has been there. Whereas jackets mm. jeans and stuff I know is my bread and butter, I can pick it up for ten bucks, sell it for fifty, or you know, hopefully get it cheaper. But I can find enough of those to keep the business going. And where we are, we've got Aaron Williams obviously in bucket loads yeah. because of the factory. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm sure people are getting sick of seeing Aaron Williams on the channel, but the fact of the matter is it makes us money every day and it what what keeps us going. So for sure. I, think yeah. you're um, I do want to touch on something that you said about going full time and the sort of like free time that everyone thinks you get. And me and Jazz were talking about this this morning. So obviously Jazz is full-time and I'm part-time with my full-time job. So one thing that I asked her because I haven't been in a full-time space yet and I want you guys to sort of give me your answer as well is when I'm working my full-time job, I'm always counting down to my next day. So right now I'm like i got three hours before I need to be in bed and then I've got X amount of time before that day starts. Do you know what I mean? I'm always sort of like... I'm always in my head, I have to go to bed by this time. I have to have this done by this time because I know that I have to present well to the job the next day. And I asked Jazz today, I was like, is that something that you do now? Like, do you have to, do you still count down for the next day? And she's like, well, not really, but because I'm still working, she's still on like a schedule where she gets up when I go to work and she'll sort of, you know, start the day. Do you guys sort of have that where you feel like that sort of clock counting, it doesn't happen anymore? Do you feel like that's changed since you've moved to
2: to full-time reselling, um, uh, I'm pretty set into a routine now and I think it's kind of important to have that, but it's also helpful to have that flexibility behind you mm. when needed. So, for example, we spoke about it last week when uh, Eli was sick and we had him home mm. and that. I had to change my whole routine around, which kind of cooked me a bit. I, sort of wasn't used to it because I got into such a routine but for me now I'm a very early up getter and my biggest problem is I'm actually staying up too late as well so I'm not sleeping much and Mm -hmm. my body got used to that being a shift worker like I used to literally do weekends of 12-hour shifts and I'd only sleep for three hours through the day every day for a whole weekend like and it's no good for you like it was terrible but I just struggled with sleep in the day so my body actually can function on bugger or sleep, but I eventually, after a few weeks, just crash, you know. So, I've sort of got into this routine now where I'm trying to be in bed by kind of midnight, but I'm up at nearly, you know, 5, 5.30 every day. So, I get up, I do all my posts, um, same day, uh, one day handling. So, mm. I'll get up, pack all my orders of the morning. And then usually by the time I'm finished, depends on, you know, Mondays are a bit different because there's a few extras, but um, then I'll get Eli up, get him, he's brekkie into him, get him dressed and uh, take him to daycare or Kate will drop him off on the way to work. Then after it, then I'm sort of free. Then I've got my whole day and, you know, I'll schedule in, you know, I've, I've got to cook the teas and that now because I'm at home through the day. So, you know, whether I'm putting the slow cooker on or getting something mm. organised do me post yeah. run, I might go out for a thrift that day or, you know, mm. the actual schedule in regards to I don't really plan ahead what I'm doing. That's kind of yeah. day by day, just kind of depends what's going on. But, yeah, I've definitely got that morning routine set now and that that is more because of the kid. I've got, like, his yeah. priorities. So um, I've got to work around him.
0: Yeah, I think having a routine is super important no matter what you're doing. But I think what, what I'm trying to say is I'm always worried about, what i'm doing now and how it's going to affect me tomorrow so yeah more like counting down to the next day at work like that's even even on a saturday i'm like all right i've got to do this this weekend i've got to get a video filmed i've got to go live on sunday night and there's all these little increments in the day counting back to the start of the work week and you know? that that's something i'm really struggling with and, and is that something that's changed for you maddie do you find that you don't have that countdown clock in your head is that something you had before yeah.
1: Absolutely. I I used to love my job in the sporting industry. I've worked in the AFL for for Mm. 10 years, but I used to dread Sunday night because I just knew that I had a a full week of work left ahead of me. Um, Just just the grind of a nine to five and you've got a boss and the boss is telling you to do certain things by Mm. certain times. And now that I'm my own boss, I'm probably working doubly as much as what I did when I had the nine to five job, but I am 100% less stressed about it. And I think that's probably been the biggest the biggest thing for me in the sense of my own like, mindset and, and happiness, I guess, is probably the word because, yes, they are long days, but they're my long days. I'm determining that they're long days. And, you know, I'm a bit like Brad in the sense that I'll start out pretty early in the morning and I love mm-hmm. the fact that you can start and clock into your day whenever you like. Yeah. But just like a nine-to-five job, as much as you don't have the structure of your boss or whoever telling you what to do, I'm, I'm creating my own structure for myself because that's just mm-hmm. the best way that I operate. Um, but I I could pretty much tell you from a a Monday through to a Sunday, even though I don't have anything set out, there's no meetings to go to, no phone calls to make. I could tell you exactly where I'm going to be at any point in time on any certain day, just because I'm in that repetitive rhythm of that's just where I am. That's just what I do. The video happens on a Thursday, Tuesday, I'll do another video. I thrift on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the Mm. the post is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, without even thinking about it i've suddenly got this this you know process of what i go through but i never think about the very next day because i'm just doing what i need to do that day yeah and when a friday night comes around that or, or a friday comes around that's no different to what a monday feels like for mm. me yeah. every day feels exactly the same and that was certainly yeah. never the case when i was doing a monday to friday sort of nine to five type job and yeah. that's really cool because that that's yeah. the freedom that you speak about you know yeah. like that's yeah. That mindset freedom of going, I don't need to go to work. I don't need to get that bus. You know, whatever the case may be, it's it's on your terms. But mm-hmm. if you want to do it, you're going to have to work your butt off because oh, there's just simply yeah. not way to do it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I don't think, you know, people say in the chat, you know, they work six hours a day, some people eight hours and stuff like that. But I think I'm having, I think I've been struggling to work out like, what I'm struggling with, and that I think it's that is the countdown to the next work day, and not being able to just go. I don't have to worry about that. Like, I can just do what I need to do when I need to do it for mm. myself, rather than having to, you know, get up, get on a bus, go to work, work for somebody else for however long, come home. I'm wasting two hours on a bus that yeah I never get
1: back every how, day. How far of off full time do you think you are?
0: Uh, we ran some numbers pretty much in January and we probably need a consistent 650 a day to make it work for our situation. Now we've got a mortgage and a uh, and a um, investment property and a lot of overheads. So that's just our situation. Um, and I think the big difference for us is we're not gonna have, you know, we've got two, we need to replace two incomes for our, our mm. lifestyle. So yeah. Um, I think that's where we're at. And that's why we, you know, we're starting the House of Cards as a separate income to try and, you know, just add a little bit extra that because we're, we're like, you know, that close to being able to do it. Um, yeah. but where I'm very I'm very aware of money and I don't want to just jump without being a hundred percent certain that everything is in line. So yeah.
1: um yeah, it's it's one well, of those things that like mortgages that, that's that's yeah, you'd want to be a hundred percent certain before you take the leap, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have to be, you have to be. So
0: one day I'll, I'm sure i uh, will get to join the full-time res- resale squad and uh, from now we'll just uh, watch and cheer from the sidelines, uh, love what your boys are doing and uh, love what all the other full-timers are doing that are you know doing it uh, and oh, being successful. It's great to see so many people um, making that lifestyle for themselves and yeah, it's, it's great to see. So we've got a minute to go. So what we're gonna do, quick wrap around of what's coming up on the channels. Um, Obviously, uh, Maddie's probably going to have a pretty consistent, uh, pretty consistent week. But uh, what, what about you, Flippy? You got much planned for this week?
2: Um, this week, I'm probably going to drop a what's old. Haven't done that for a while. Last time I was. Puffing my guts out when I was trying to do it, so a bit more of a simplistic what's up. No, no running. Um, I did put out a little thing asking people what they wanted me to do this time, and I was going to get Instagram to vote on it. There's a few there, but I've lost the (laughs) screenshot, so um, she might be a bit more simplistic, but you know me, I'll still be a fucking idiot and carry on. So um, what I'm going to do this time, though, because sort of with the what's sold, rather than showing high-end items and you know just random ass bolos that go for a couple hundred bucks i'm actually going to do what's sold for under fifty dollars so just some bread and butter i'm going to get the bread and butter out and uh talk a bit of a bit more about that because that's not something i really speak about a lot on my channel um you know i like showing how big my dick is when i get a big sale so you know you gotta you gotta show what it's like when it's cold too so um i might do a bit of that so i'll probably do one of that this week and yeah i'd might do a. Uh, I'll try and double up again this week. Maybe uh, go through a thrift through the week, and then uh, the winners' vault. I'm going to uh, plug my own shit here. Oh, we started great. up a uh, Facebook group. It's called the Winners Vault. If you do like the sort of high end items and raffles, swing on over and have a look. You can also, if you've got stuff that you want to flog off on there, if you want to raffle some stuff, mm. if you you know, don't have a big ish following on Instagram and you don't have that ability to do it. Hopefully this is a place where we can build up for that. Um, be more for sort of collectors and that side, side of things rather than resellers. But if you like a cheeky gamble, there's going to be a bit going on there. So I've got a Blake Griffin signed ball with a certificate up at the minute. It's uh, got a couple of people that jumped on it, so it's ten bucks a spot. You can get it for ten dollars. Simple as that. Yep. Um <laughs> a couple hundred dollars worth of value in it. So the first one went well. We had a uh, Brizzy Lions team sign mm-hmm. jumper, and that went to flippity flop. They won. They've yeah. done one, two in a row from me now. They won it, the Pokemon was, uh, cards last time. Not
0: see on that last spin, there flipper, I must say, is he's got a bit of a sticky finger there. On that last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> i was smashing
2: it. it just wouldn't do anything. I'm sorry, yeah. mate. I know yeah. you're in there head head to head, but they, <laughs> they had you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, But, um, yeah, if you like that sort of stuff, come on over and uh, we'll try and build it up and see what happens. I was involved in something like that a long time ago and it was good fun. But, um, yeah, obviously not for everyone, resellers and that, especially if it's – there's going to be vintage T-shirts, sports memorabilia, all sorts of stuff. So um, I'll be hopefully floating around on there this week too.
0: Beautiful. Definitely uh, definitely can keep building that up. It's uh, fun times over there on uh, the Winners Vault, so come on over. Uh, Matty. Tell us, tell us what's coming up this week on the channel. Give yourself a bit of a pump up. Jazzy's dropped your channel in there as well for you. I
1: appreciate uh, that, that,
0: In the description as well. So if somehow you haven't found Matty yet, uh, head on over and give him a sub because he's putting out good content all year round. Uh, tell us what's up this week.
1: I'm going to cut up a little video from my Sydney trip. There's going to be less beers and a bit more thrifting to what actually took <laughs> place. But I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll do a little cut up there. I think that's going to be a cool little video. Something a bit different for me to actually have done a bit of travel. Um, go to a place like Sydney and um, and check out what was some pretty outlandish pricing to be fair. But um, after that, I'll, I'll do the trip to the thrift on Thursday, and uh, which I just love making that thrift video. It's it's yeah. I, I love going out there, but I love making that video. Um, so that'll just continue, and then I'll do the what's sold. But I have I have um, if I can have a spare second, I've just made a new website. Um, so I'm, uh, I've, I've started to put some items out of that trip to the thr- thrift video at a reduced price, um, for viewers of the YouTube channel. It's a new thing that I'm doing. I've had a few sales come through, which is fantastic right. to get the support. But, um, yeah, that, uh, the house is, is the new site. It's taken a little while to build, but, um, things are ticking along pretty well now. And, uh, that sort of just adds to the channel. Um, so I'm excited to see sort of where that goes, picking out a few key items, uh, from the Thursday thrift video and, and, whacking it up there. So, not a heap of items, but a select few, and anyone out there that wants to grab it can jump online. It's a pretty, pretty simple purchase process. Awesome,
0: that's a, that's a cool little idea there. Something a bit, bit different. Yeah. Uh, just quickly for us, Jazz is going to do a Monday ride along tomorrow because we didn't go thrifting this weekend, so she's going to be doing one of them. And then uh, Friday, if my bloody wholesale lot gets here, I'm planning on doing a wholesale. Is it worth it? Um, video. So would love to watch awesome. that one. Yeah, got some good stuff coming, but, you know, you pay up for this stuff and your timeframes on selling it and is it worthwhile? So hopefully that gets here by Friday or otherwise I'll have to pull something out of that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what's coming up here. Obviously, uh, make sure you head over to Matt's channel, the Aussie Flipper, um, give him some love, and uh, we will see you hopefully next Sunday back on Wide Water Reselling. Probably with another guest. Um, at this point in time, we're not sure. Robbie's got a fair bit on his plate for the next few weeks. So um, we'll uh, hopefully get a new guest on and maybe do a bit of a rotation. But appreciate you coming on, Matty. We appreciate your time. And uh, we hope everything goes well with the channel. And uh, hopefully you get that van back or a new one. Yeah.
1: Fingers crossed, boys. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. We're getting you back. We're getting you back, too. Oh, yeah, That's a lot of fun. I love doing it. Awesome, guys. Right,
0: I'll uh, end oh, broadcast. Um, you can stick around in the green room if you want, guys, and have a bit of a chat. But uh, otherwise, thanks everyone for coming. Appreciate you being here on Sunday. That's all for tonight from the Worldwide Reselling crew.